What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Sofa Sports Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Jewell. Today, I'm all by myself. And in today's episode, we're going to discuss some of the big stories happening in the NFL. There's a lot of stuff happening right now. Things are heating up as we approach the season. Every team has played their first preseason game. We're getting into week two of that. Preseason kicked off over a week ago with the Jets and the Browns. Now we're getting into the full swing of things. Unfortunately, there's a lot of injuries going around and players are getting signed because of that. First injury that I wanted to get into today was Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey. He's an all-pro. He's a pro bowler. He underwent surgery yesterday on Tuesday for a foot injury. I'm not exactly sure what kind of foot injury. It was very vague. And after practice on Monday, people saw him limping around and he talked to the media Monday after practice. Everything seemed fine. And he did not return to the field on Tuesday, which the Ravens were practicing with the commanders. Initially, it was thought just to be a precautionary thing. Then it turns out he got surgery. He will be out for over a month, which puts him in jeopardy to start the regular season. At the moment, it looks like he's going to miss a game or two or three. It is uncertain the exact time frame, but they have been on the move the last week or two. The Ravens have brought in a lot of free agents, a lot of undrafted guys doing workouts with them. They've just brought in today free agent cornerback Ronald Darby and Anthony Brown. They're trying to fill that gap that the Ravens could not afford to lose Marlon Humphrey. That room is thin. They already had injuries to defensive back that they signed Rocky Sin, as well as Demarion Williams and Arthur Millette. So their depth was already looking thin in the defensive back area and the defensive back room. And now it just gets even thinner with their best player by far going out. And week one, Texans, week two, Bengals, which is going to be a good matchup. And now you're without your best defensive back. And that room's thin already and the season has not even started. That's a scary thought. And the Ravens will do what they can. And it, they've already said, you know, the next man up. And that's great and all, but it is hard to replace Marlon Humphrey. He is a stud. He's a leader of that defense. And I'm not sure who can come in and step up and take his place. It's Brandon Stevens, Jalen Armour Davis, Daryl Worley, Kevin Seymour. These guys are not household names. They're deep down on the depth chart. And they're going to have to step up if the Ravens want to stay close in some of these games. And they're going to get the reps. They're still almost a month till the first game. So they're going to have time to, you know, prepare for this, but how they step up is yet to be seen. And more Ravens news, though. Good news. J.K. Dobbins has returned to practice this week. He is without a new contract, but the timing was kind of funny because over the weekend, undrafted rookie running back Keaton Mitchell played a really good preseason game. I don't think that the stats show exactly how well he played. He's extremely shifty. He's got great footwork. He's fast. And he ripped off a long touchdown run that ended up not counting because of a flag. But his effort on that run was really great. And that play got sent around Ravens Twitter because it was just a breakout play. It was really good. And people have been hyping him up and expecting good things from an undrafted rookie. And that's a room that the Ravens actually have a lot of depth in with J.K. Dobbins now returning, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, who signed a new contract this past season. Justice Hill is a great special teams guy, number third on the depth chart. And Gus, the bus, has been around for years, that solid number two. And, you know, he gets it done. He averages over five yards per carry, and he just doesn't go down. So it'll be interesting to see 
how Todd Munkin addresses this running back situation. Now J.K. Dobbins trying to get back up to full speed. He's coming off a season last year where he was not 100%, so it'll be interesting if he can get back up to 100%. And I know he still wants a new contract, so will he play out this season on the final year of his rookie deal before getting a new contract? Will he play out this season and then go sign for big money somewhere else? I It's just so uncertain with this running back market exactly what's going to happen. In other running back news, Jonathan Taylor also returned to Indianapolis this week. He's still on the PUP list for an ankle injury. So he returned. He's not practicing yet. Reports are he still wants to be traded. He hasn't changed his stance on that. And then on Wednesday, he left due to a personal matter that the team excused. Just kind of a weird situation. He gets back to camp. He gets back to the team. He's only there for about two, three days. And then he leaves. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. Hopefully everything's okay, but it's just kind of weird timing that he gets back. He still wants to be traded. And then a couple days later, he's gone again. I don't think that at this point, the Colts should expect or count on Jonathan Taylor being there for the season. He doesn't want to be there. He's not at practice anymore. He's still not practicing because of his injury. Things are just stacking up. And then when it comes to your fantasy football team, do you want Jonathan Taylor on your team? That question is hard to answer because he hasn't shown much from us this offseason. We haven't seen much from him. He wants, he wants to be traded. Where will he go? He hasn't practiced yet. And last season I spent a high draft pick. I think I had the first pick in the draft. I took Jonathan Taylor, which ended up not panning out great, but he still has a lot of upside if he plays with the Colts, if he's healthy, but that's just so hard to tell exactly what's going to happen. And when it comes to running back news, that's not all running back. Dalvin Cook officially signed with the Jets. He is in the building. It's a great piece to add to your running back room. They are deep in their running back room, and it'll be interesting to see how things pan out. Last season, Brees Hall, seven games, went for 463 yards and then 218 yards in the air. So he was productive in all facets of the game, and he really had a great start to his rookie season before he got injured. He has officially been activated off the PUP list. He's back out practicing, trying to ramp up for the season. So now with Dalvin Cook there, depending on what kind of shape he's in, he can go in and take those reps that Brees Hall was expected to get if he was healthy and give Brees Hall more time to work his way back to 100%. I think it's kind of interesting because you also have Michael Carter in there too, who's a great number two. He can catch the ball out of the backfield and he's reliable. So. As it stands now on the depth chart, Dalvin Cook is sitting there at number two behind Brees Hall, Michael Carter at number three. So you could end up seeing a beginning of the season where Dalvin Cook is taking a majority of the carries and then Michael Carter and Brees Hall are splitting carries. And it could also just turn into who has the hot hand. If Brees Hall is fully healthy and they're all ready to go, it could just turn into a thing where whoever's playing good that day, that's the day. And when you're talking about fantasy, that's tough to determine who to play. You draft a guy like Dalvin Cook. He has had really great production over the last couple of years. Now he goes to the Jets with a running back by committee. And it's tough to tell if, you know, what week, because he could go off one week for 20, 30 points and have a really good week and be Aaron Rodgers' guy. And then the next week, it could end up being Brees Hall. And Brees Hall rushes for 100 yards and you play Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Cook only gets a couple points. So that's a tough one to tell too. I 
would be careful drafting here because it just seems like it could vary week by week or it could be a thing as the season starts, it's one guy and the season ends with it being another guy at the top. And I don't know. I, I don't expect two 1,000-yard rushers on a team where Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback and they have all these weapons that they just acquired and they're looking to make a deep run. I, I see them throwing the ball a pretty good amount. So it's tough to tell. And then Michael Carter just seems to get bounced out a little bit here. I mean, he's a great depth piece at number three, but I just don't see a lot of value with him at the moment. Things can change. Injuries can happen. But it will be interesting to watch and just see how this room plays out because it's not a bad thing to have too many running backs. It is interesting to see Dalvin Cook go to the Jets with all these big names that they have and all this hype that is surrounding them right now. But it'll just be, it's just going to be fun to watch. I watched Hard Knocks for the first time ever. I've seen both episodes now. I thought it was fantastic. Aaron Rodgers looks like a great dude to be around, not what you see normally in the media. It looks like he's having fun out there. It looks like he is enjoying his fresh start. And just watching him on the sideline of the preseason games, he just, he looks like he's having so much fun. He, it just looks like a completely different Aaron Rodgers. And it's hard to imagine that after seeing him like he was in Green Bay for so long and the media didn't really portray him in the best light as they have now. And he's just having so much fun with all the guys. The guys are looking up to him. The guys love that Aaron Rodgers is their dude. And I thought it was really good. It was really fun to watch. And I can't believe that I haven't seen it before. This episode's really turned into what are the running backs doing as opposed to, you know, running backs getting paid Reed and I have talked a lot about the running back situation and them not getting paid. And still, a lot of these guys aren't getting paid big money like they want to. But another guy comes off the board. Ezekiel Elliott signs a one-year deal worth six up to $6 million with the Patriots. A video went around of him out of joint practice with the Packers. He's back in his college number 15. And this is an interesting situation here too. Ezekiel Elliott last season, I would say, was a number two guy behind Tony Pollard. And this season, I think it's no different. Stevenson's in there last season. He rushed for over 1,000 yards, had over 400 yards in the air with 69 catches. So the Patriots already have their number one dude. But Ezekiel Elliott does have some upside, in my opinion, as a number two depth piece. I think that there's still a little left in the tank. And I think a fresh start for him out of the Cowboys, I think is good for him. And Bill Belichick might just whip him into shape and get him going, similar to what we used to see. I don't think that we'll ever see prime Ezekiel Elliott again, but I think that there's potential for a good season just as a solid number two. He doesn't need to do anything crazy. I think that the Patriots would be really smart to rely on the run game this season. Mac Jones, it's tough to tell what you're going to get. There's been some inconsistencies there, and I think for Mac Jones to have Stevenson and Elliott in the backfield is going to be a great a great thing for him because he doesn't have to do as much by himself and I hope I hope that Ezekiel Elliott has a great season and you know kind of gets back to where he should be definitely been a couple lackluster seasons but only time will tell it'll it'll be interesting to see how they use him as well and and when I'm drafting my fantasy football team I will still have all the faith in Stevenson he had a great season last year I don't see it being any different this year so this Ezekiel Elliott signing does not scare me away from drafting him, 
But when it comes to running back two, definitely, definitely a good option. I mean, there's still a couple more guys out there that are looking to get signed as well. And I assume that guys like Kareem Hunt will find a home soon. And it'll be interesting to watch. I mean, the Ravens signed Melvin Gordon a couple of weeks ago. And honestly, at the moment, it seems like there's a chance that Keaton Mitchell could beat him out for that running back four spot. And if, if they even take four. So Melvin Gordon might be out there as well. The running back market is just interesting. There's a lot of guys out there that have been really good and, you know, just are looking for a home. And it's fun to watch. There's so much going on at this point in the season that it's hard to keep up with it all. Alerts are coming in all day. Teams are signing. Teams are trading. A lot of injuries, which is really unfortunate and not what you want to see. I saw Joe Burrow uh, was running around the other day, which is great to see. So there's a chance that the Ravens get to see him week two when the Ravens play the Bengals. There's also, I guess, a chance that the Ravens are without Marlon and the Bengals are without Joe Burrow, which would be really weird to see. But I do expect him back in full force by week one. Thank you guys for joining me in a quick episode of the Surf Sports Podcast. Until next time.